What's poppin'? Welcome to your health class, the show about helping you lose fat, ditch your comfort zone, and then we're going to change our generation. I'm Trevor, health and nutrition coach, and today we're diving into creating a diet that works for you. So not just reading about diets online or figuring out all these cool food hacks or whatever, but how to actually implement these things so that way you create a diet that lasts the rest of your life. Like That's the goal here. So before we do that, though, cue that intro. I took my turmeric shot this morning, so I'm feeling pretty swell. Yeah. I've been focused on my health. Yeah. I've been tossing hundred dollar bills down with some bells. Limo tin windows, baby. I can't kiss and tell. Passive in my head, but it's not negative. Spewing on your try. Please keep your sentiments, cause I don't need the energy you're giving off my sediment. Thank you for tuning in. I'm excited for you to be here as always, because this is the information that we need to get out there. Because You've seen all the diet advice out there where it'll tell you to eat this or there's keto, calorie counting, there's just about everything you can think of under the sun. But where do we start with these things? Like, why do some people get results while others don't? So we're going to uncover that today, get into details on what is actually going to be driving that progress. So some of the big takeaways is, first off, figuring out how to implement a diet so that way it's lasting forever. You find that forever diet. But we're going to compare the calories in versus calories out and a healthy diet. We're really going to take this one meal at a time, and then we're going to go over a couple different tools you can use to actually start tracking this and making sure you're moving in the right direction. But if you like this, if you end up making some changes off this, or maybe you just get some enjoyment out of this episode, there's a fee, and that's just sharing it with one person. That's how the show grows. That's how we keep getting this message out there because, again, this isn't just about losing fat. This is not just about getting out of your comfort zone, but it's also about changing your generation. So that's why getting this information out there and literally just takes one person at a time, and that's that's what we've seen. It's just over the course of the show as people sharing it, and it continues to grow each week. So it's exciting, but also... We can't stop sharing it. So let's get this message out there. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here. So let's let's dive in. So the first thing we really have to uncover when we're looking at any diet is what what is going to be creating the results? Because you'll see a lot out there that's just talking about calorie counting. So calories in versus calories out. And calories are huge. <laughs> There's no way around that. Like calories are going to be a big part of the weight loss. But they're not the only part. And that's where a lot of the confusion seems to come in. And I know I was confused for a long time in the fact that I thought calories were the only thing that mattered. Then there's a period where I thought calories didn't matter at all. And guess what? Neither of those things are true. And I mean, most things in life, really. Like one end of the extreme is usually not the not the solution. Um, take this study, for instance. This is titled Reducing Calorie Intake may not help you lose body weight. Crazy, right? <laughs> Essentially, we, I mean, we talked about calories on the show, and I'm sure you've seen the TikToks, the Instagram posts, breaking down calories, and they are one of the primary drivers of fat loss because you need to be in a deficit in order to lose weight. So why does reducing calorie intake not help you lose weight? Like This, this study seems absurd, right? But if you start looking at the context of it and what it's actually talking about, it's pretty cool because 
what it did is end up finding that by simply reducing what you're currently eating down, assuming you're coming from like a standard American diet. So if you've already improved your, if you've already improved your diet, this might not be completely applicable, but if all you're doing is reducing your daily energy intake, your daily calories, that is not enough. Simply reducing your daily calories is not enough. It talks about how actually changing the food you eat matters. And so that's why there's this like dichotomy. There's the calories in versus calories out. And then there's the actual healthy diet component because going one, one end of the other or you can't ha- go on one side without the other. Like you need those two things together to be in that deficit, but also to have that good nutrition coming in. Cause you, you can't in fact overeat the healthy foods. <laughs> take, take olive oil, for instance. It's very easy to add in and it can be a little bit easy to overdo sometimes. Now, I would argue that overdoing it on that is going to be better than overdoing it on a whole uh, roll of Oreos, but <laughs> that's an argument for another day. But before we get into any like true diet talk, we have to specify that if you're going to create this forever diet, you're looking to find something you can implement, s- stick to, and really see results off of, it really requires you to take into both things into consideration. So consider the calories, but like this study shows, it's not just simply about cutting down the crappy foods. <laughs> We're going to have to change what you're eating as well. And this is really the first mistake many people make, and I, I know I made, <laughs> especially when I started getting into this and I was trying to figure out what would actually give me that six-pack. So I noticed I had skinny arms, but my belly kind of just came out, and I hated that. I never had any sort of abs, could not see anything there. So all I wanted to do was get rid of that belly fat. So I started calorie counting and... Little did I know, I was on the right track when I first started. I just did not stick with it long enough. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have that like long-term plan or mindset. I thought I was going to make some improvements over the course of a week. But then I just started eating my normal food. But I only cut down on the, on the quantity. So I would still have my normal goldfish. I'd still have ice cream on a daily basis. Um, my diet was largely made out of in and out and in and out shakes. So without that quality component, while I I might start making some progress, I was never able to continue it long enough because it's so easy to overeat these foods. That's the difference. It's so easy to overeat the fast foods out there. It's so easy to overeat ice cream or the goldfish crackers that I used to love. Like All these things become super easy to overeat, which if it's a small portion of your diet, that's not going to be too big of a deal. Um, I mean, you can have some of these things in moderation. But the thing is, is especially in the beginning, it's starting to replace some of these things. Because there's there's a lot of changes that start to happen as you're actually changing the food you eat. So, for instance, you're going to start noticing things taste differently. So, for instance, one of the best examples of this is going to be dark chocolate. I absolutely hated it. <laughs> like I used to not even be a chocolate person, really. But as I was going through, I was like, "Ah, oh, dark chocolate. That's that's got to got to be a good alternative for trying to find a healthy snack." It was disgusting. I hated it. <laughs> it was like 
taking chocolate, which I already wasn't a huge fan of when I started. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. We'll get to that another day. But the dark chocolate was now bitter on top of it, and it tasted like dirt. Fast forward a couple months after I take some more of the sugar out of my diet, I take some more of the processed foods, all of a sudden I have a 60% dark chocolate. That's not even dark chocolate. 60% milk chocolate. Then 70%, 80%. Next thing you know, like I'm at 90%. I don't even think anything of it. It's almost sweet at that point. Now, I would still say I prefer in the 80s. It's a little bit more palatable at that point. That's probably my favorite percentage is uh, like the mid to high 80s. But it's crazy how much your taste buds are going to change as you start making these changes to your actual diet. So that's going to change. Then your gut microbiome starts to transform. I mean, we've talked about microbiome pretty extensively on this show. And the foods you eat are going to directly change what bacteria is making up your gut. Not just your gut, actually. There's bacteria in your mouth, your lower intestines, your upper intestines. Like Bacteria is basically everywhere. (laughs) And all the food you're eating is going to influence what bacteria is going to be able to live and flourish and what bacteria is going to end up dying out. And simply cutting down the calories you're eating is not going to have a huge impact are not going to be able to really redefine your microbiome. It's not going to be able to make the needed changes to create that healthier microbiome, the one that's supporting your health rather than giving you cravings all day or not supporting your sleep. (laughs) If you want to hear more about that, I'll link some episodes in the description because that's going to be a great resource going back to some of the specific microbiome episodes where we really dive into that. Um, Another thing to consider is your food choices touched on this a bit before, is going to directly affect how much of that food you're going to be able to eat. Because if you noticed, a pound of steak is going to be a lot harder to eat than a package of Oreos. <laughs> One's going to leave you significantly more full. And even if we made all the calories the same, there's a night and day difference there. Now, I don't want to dive into the whole carb or fat debate because... Honestly, I think there's room in your room in your life for both of those. You have room in your life for healthy carbs. You also have room in your life for the healthy fats. It's not about picking one or the other. Again, the quality here is going to determine how full you're getting, and it's going to make your diet easier, harder, because if you're going to bed hungry on a daily basis, you're going to be absolutely miserable. And I really feel bad for your family at that point. <laughs> so I know I, there's times where I was absolutely miserable, especially when I was trying to get as lean as possible, where I was farther in my journey. I was just like, let's see how lean and how much of my six pack I can get showing for the summer. So I cut my calories way down. I went full on ketosis and while I felt great for the most part, there hit a point where I was like, I am too, I do not have enough body fat on me to even be happy. Like I am thinking about food 24-7 at this point. Like that is not the point you're trying to hit in your hunger. You're not trying to be hungry every single day. But having food like like high quality protein, so chicken, steak, or things that may contain more fiber, so broccoli, carrots, you know, stuff like that where it's going to give you some actual filling in your stomach. That's going to go a long way of keeping your keeping you satiated as you go throughout your day. So this is just 
the first part. So not when we're creating this diet for you is not just looking at the calories in versus the calories out. So this is really just the first step is remember when we're creating this forever diet, it's not just about looking at calories in versus calories out. We are going to be looking at the quality of these things as well. And now here's where people make the biggest mistake. This is huge is they're like, okay, yes, let's do this. I'm excited. Let's jump straight in. I'm going to do keto. I'm going to do vegan. I'm going to do this, that, or another thing. Really anything under the sun, any of those diets out there. And then that's what they jump into straight away come Monday. And now that's all they're eating for the rest of time. Like it, it, What's the plan there? <laughs> really the best way to approach this is not going just jumping in, going full full send into this, like that can work for some people. But if you've tried it in the past and it hasn't worked, we got to try something else. This is going to be a huge thing that I do with every single client. And I'm going to break it down for you right now. And that's going one meal at a time. Yeah, that's it. Go one meal at a time. Don't jump full into a diet where you're going to be carnivore for the rest of your life starting Monday, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. That's it. You're carnivore. Like, no, take this one meal at a time. We're not even going to be talking about the actual diet you're going on yet. One meal at a time. Let's upgrade it. So one of the easiest ones to start with is your breakfast. So what can we do to take what you're having for breakfast now and upgrade that? So now if you're you're dead set on doing keto or vegan, again, that's completely up to you. Start with one meal. How can you change one meal to make it better so that way you can start building that momentum up? Because that's another thing we've talked about time and time again on this show is momentum because that's going to be absolutely essential for making that consistency in the long run and getting to your results so one start with your first meal i'd recommend breakfast and after you do that for a week two weeks whenever to the point where you're like you get natural at it where it's like oh i make amazing breakfast now (laughs) these things are awesome this is supporting my health and remember these don't have to be absolutely perfect when you get started (laughs) that's the other thing about it is how can you make it just a little bit better? So right now, if you're having yogurt that's uh, by Yoplait and granola that's pretty sugary, what if we were to sub in some eggs and some less sugary yogurt? Again, the slots you want to make are going to be up to you, but just try and figure out how you can upgrade it just a little bit. But start with that one meal. This is going to get you a lot of momentum and really drive you forward in your into your results. And then again, after you do this for a week or two, move to lunch. And after you do that for a week or two, move to dinner. And so next thing you know, you have all your meals replaced, and it's something that's sustainable for you because you can figure out each meal one at a time. So maybe it makes sense to prep all your breakfast for the week. Or maybe that's something you can make on the spot each morning. Whereas lunch, maybe you have to prep that all each week. And dinner you can make at night. Just all these different combinations are all out there. It's just taking it one at a time, figuring out what works for you, doing some experimenting. So that way you have a reasonable workload at each at each different point. 
but you're making long-term changes rather than trying to lose a couple pounds and then hop off a diet because that <laughs> that's going to lead you right back to where you are right now. If you're not planning to do the diet for forever, because that's a whole other part of the mindset that we got to shift is this is going to be your forever diet. Like you can obviously make modifications as you go, but the whole current definition of a diet, like we talked about this, is it's traditionally meant to be what people eat. Not not some fad that you jump on and you're jumping around each week, but this is just the food that you eat on a daily basis. So the goal here is to slowly change this over time. All right. So let's approach this nice and slow. We're taking it one meal at a time. Remember, not just calories in versus calories out, but the quality of the food as well. So that way you can get all the extra changes as well. So you're making those long-term results. Notice how everything here is geared to creating something that is going to work in the long term. It's your forever diet. Remember that. <laughs> so it's a little slower at first. But would you rather be a little bit slower making consistent progress and then six months down the line, you don't even recognize yourself or really just dive right in, but then a couple of weeks down the line, you can barely even stand it. Like you're completely just wanting to go back to how you used to be because you're miserable. <laughs> so this is making it a slow change. So that way you start enjoying the process. And what we talk about is like getting outside your comfort zone. We're not trying to get out because there's your comfort zone in the middle. There's getting outside your comfort zone. And then past that, there's like the danger zone where you're taking on way too much. You're just drowning yourself. So getting outside your comfort zone, that's where you're going to be able to grow and expand. And this is going to become just second nature to you. And really the last component to this is making sure that we're tracking so we've talked about the power list on the show. We talked we talked a little bit about calorie counting or meal tracking. All of these are going to be different tools. Or what we need to do at the end of the day is just making sure you're staying consistent and you're being accountable. So the accountable part, that's just making sure that you're following this each day, that we have records of it, and so that you can see exactly where you're seeing results. And you can make changes over time. So honestly, a good tool to use is a calorie counting thing. Something to calorie count. And again, to start with one meal at a time, but a calorie counter, a meal counter, uh, something like MyFitnessPal. This would be a great way to start seeing what exactly is in all your food, like the amount of calories are, and then you can kind of keep track of the meals you're having on a daily basis. Now, in my opinion, this gets a little cumbersome. I don't think this is needed over the long term. What I mean by this is I calorie counted everything. And I mean, I mean everything for two or three years. It was wild. I mean, there's even points where I was bringing scales to a restaurant. I was bringing my own sides to a restaurant. It, it got a little, got a little extreme there. After a couple months of doing this, you'll start to notice how many calories are in food and then being able to adjust that throughout the day. And so what I do at this point is I have a good gauge of how much I need to be eating at each meal, especially since I have pretty set meals, like my lunch is 
very similar each day. I have similar things I eat in the evening. I have a gauge of how much I need to be eating at each meal to keep moving towards my goal. So what does my body need? And you can kind of start gauging this on a daily basis, weighing yourself once a week. And it's crazy because you don't have to think about it all the time. Like that is the one thing that sucks about calorie counting at first is it will take more time. And I notice it really gets me thinking about food more. So it makes it a little bit harder in that sense. But this is something you can kind of push yourself in. And it teaches you this whole new world about all the calories in your food and how quickly they can start to add up. Or maybe you're not even eating enough. It's a two different two different sides of the scale that you got to pay attention to. And on the other side of this, we have something like the power list. And we've talked about this before in the fact that you have five critical tasks and we talked about this before, and I'll link it down below in the show description, but you got five critical tasks each day. These are going to be the five things pushing you forward, so not just a random to-do list or something like that, but for instance, one of these critical tasks could be reading each day or relating it back to this. It could be that one meal you're working on. So that's an awesome thing to add on because now you know, oh, if I go in there each day, and I attack my breakfast, I make sure that I have an awesome breakfast, I'm going to get this and this and some blueberries and yada, 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 that's going to lead to a win. So you check that off, and the goal here is to do all five of your critical tasks, all five things that are moving forward, are moving you forward, so that way, at the end of the day, you circle that W and you win. And this is a great way of keeping you accountable because if you start noticing that you're only doing two, three, even four things in a day and you're not winning on a consistent basis, you can see exactly why you're not making progress. So this can keep you committed. This can keep you consistent because the goal here is creating that forever diet again. (laughs) That is what this is all about. It's not about just getting to that goal in a week because you didn't get to this point in a week. You didn't get this to this point in a month. I mean, it's been how many years that's led to you to your health where it's at right now, which isn't a problem because you look back and like, as you start making changes, you'll be like, holy crap, like my, my health has changed in such a short amount of time, but it's just understanding that perspective that you didn't get here in a month So things won't change in a month. You won't get where you want to be in that month. But what's powerful, if you make changes now, you'll see that in six months, which can be hard to see. So notice, like, I'm not fluffing this up for you. Like, this is not going to be for everybody. Like, this is maybe just a fraction of you guys. But for the fraction of you, maybe the two or three of you even that are taking this seriously, you take this to heart, you embrace, like, doing something that's uncomfortable every single day, you guys are going to be the ones that are actually seeing results. And that's what I want for each and every one of you. So I'd rather just tell you how it is than trying to fluff it up for you. So understand that getting outside of that comfort zone and start focusing on the results six months from now and less on that instant gratification is going to completely change how you look at this and really get you on track for that forever diet. And now some of the places to start, because I'm not completely against diets. Like, I don't think anybody needs to jump, go jump into keto or vegan if they want to lose weight or anything like that. But some of the diets I actually 
do you think are pretty solid as far as like getting started and have some good fundamentals to them as far as like just getting some better food in your body? Um, ones to look at would be paleo. Um, another one would be the Mediterranean diet. If you're more focused on lifting, for instance, and really getting stronger, the vertical diet I highly recommend as those three really just focus on getting real food into your body. So that quality aspect we talked about earlier, not just the calories in versus calories out, which of course, remember, it matters that the goal is to lose weight and something you got to take into account if you're trying to build muscle as well on both sides, but these are going to be some places to start of just some general guidelines to get some better food into your system. Because once you start doing that, that's really where you're going to start seeing amazing results. That's where you're going to lose fat, ditch your comfort zone. And that's where we can really change our generation. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'm excited for you to take this out. And remember, it's just, it starts simple. So focusing on that quality one meal at a time and just making sure as you go through, you're tracking it. It's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. But if you do this every day for the next six months, I promise you, your life will look completely different. And if it doesn't, tell me and we'll, we'll make it right. I'll train you for free. If you can come through, show me all the notes and everything you've been tracking for six months and you don't see results, I have no problem training you for free and helping you see those results. Because I promise you, following these things very simply will get you a lot more results than anything else. So follow that forever diet, and I'll talk to you next time, guys. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.